Hi, I'm Kenna Danielle, and you are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZWLP Conroe and 106.1 KZCCLP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. His eyes are cold and restless, his wounds have almost healed. She'd give half a Texas just to change the way he feels. Well, she knows his love's in Tulsa, and she knows he's gonna go. Well, it ain't oh, no yeah. woman flesh and Good blood. morning. That damn old oh, well, it's Good morning. Some Garth Brooks for you. Closed out the Houston Livestock Rodeo last night to a sold-out crowd. I think that he actually broke the record, meaning there's a lot of people in the bathroom still in there, and uh, they're stuck. But, you know, the, you know, I always like the end of the Houston Livestock Rodeo because that's leading up to the Montgomery County Fair Rodeo and Barbecue. So the the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo, rodeo that's kind of the uh, opening the act. Preamble. Yeah, the preamble. Yeah. So the, the main event is happening up here. Yes. Awesome. And uh, I believe it's the second week in April, and it's like a week and a half long event. Well, you got to give the cows well, we're enough chance in. to... We're have all that. We're going to be there, so it's going to be a lot of fun. More stuff coming up towards that. Because this week, we are promoting the official event is the Shakespeare Festival here in downtown Conroe. Free, we'll talk about that throughout the week. So if you want to learn more information, make sure to save the dial or subscribe to our podcast because we're hopefully going to get some special interviews. And uh, I know the man sitting next to me, Skippy, is kind of the main dude, so he knows all the information, and I will not pretend to know any of it. Uh, actually, <laughs> I, I will be, I'll be missing it. What? I will be emceeing the Crawfish Festival in the Woodland, Texas, supporting pulmonary hypertension. That's right. So, That's part of our ongoing uh, exchange program. For, yeah. to have the Woodlands boy handle the so, Conroe Shakespeare. I will be here, but I wish I was. I'm telling you, I'm, I really want to get that robot that has the iPod or, or the, iP- the iPad. The little segue with and, the iPad. Yeah, on. so I can just kind of go wherever I want. I wonder if you go to. You ever seen those like Boston Dynamics videos? They always post on social media. Which ones are those? Uh, Boston Dynamics is a robotics company. Oh, it's like the, the robot jumping. Yeah, and all stuff? that. Yeah, so yeah. I wonder if someone, like you know, if I'm if I'm some billionaire and I call them like, hey, I want to get one of these kind of concepts, but I want arms. So I want to touch stuff. Because it'll be kind of weird if it's just a segue going back and forth. And like, if I really want to be angry with somebody, do I like try to headbutt them with my iPad? Yeah, or a little robotic like, hey, I'm talking to you. Table. Hey, I'm talking to you. No, but welcome back. Morning's Lone Star. We are here all week long. We got several guests throughout the week. If you want to participate in the show at all, we're on Facebook, Morning's Lone Star. Our main webpage, irlonestar.com slash MWLS. Or you can call in at any time at our 24-hour message line, 936-647-3776. This show is brought to you by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning, Conroe Coffee, and Centurion Wealth Advisors. They are our sponsors and help put on the show every morning, and we appreciate you sticking with us. Right now, let's do some weather in the Montgomery County area, 69 degrees outside. Uh, We have about a 50% chance of rain throughout the county, so it's going to be scattered and then uh, the low tonight is going to be around 50 degrees. Though tomorrow we do expect it to be sunny, and then it'll be sunny for the next couple of days. I hope everyone has a safe St. Patrick's Day. A little, little softer, man. You're yelling. Uh, well, that was that was Saturday, right? Yeah, but I'm I'm slow in recovery. Okay, that's your fault. I did yoga, so I'm like doing really good. Yeah, I was going to ask you about the yoga. I want to hear all about it. So I, I and had so to, do the listeners. Well, I know they really care about that. They stuff. do. If you didn't know, this weekend I uh, made a f- promise to a friend to do yoga with them. And they're a big yoga person, so I tried it, and it was it was a lot harder 
than I expected. But the only thing I would complain about about the whole deal is when you have zero concept of it. Like you can't immediately get in the positions they that they get into. So I wish there was a way to slow it down. Because there's no way I can like, you know, bend my knee this way while doing this, while balancing this under like eight seconds. I have to like take my time because it's more about technique and holding the placement than it is about like doing push-ups. Mm-hmm. So that well, was my only thing. But then again, like, I mean, I tried. So. Well, kudos to you for trying. But I think right up there with the physical difficulty of, you know, getting into the the actual positions, it's yoga is also a mindset, right? So well, apparently Lotus idea, is supposed to Like I can't touch chakra. my toes. I okay. can't touch my kneecaps. So I, if I can't touch my toes and when they're doing the regiment, I'm like, okay, well, I can't do that because I can't touch my toes, but I can work my way towards them. You know, it takes me a little longer, but then by the time I've got to my toes, they're like, oh, we're done with this. I'm like, oh, man. Oh, man. So I highly recommend people checking it out. It really does. It feels amazing afterwards because you you don't get the burn as like, a, say, a weightlift workout, but then your body definitely has, it's almost like you can breathe a little deeper. If that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. No, it does. Uh, there was something that was a fad for a while. I don't know if it's still a thing, but a couple of years ago, I, I did it once for, for my old job. Did you ever hear about cryotherapy? They're still doing that. Are they still doing yeah, that? Yeah, okay. you're talking about the nitrogen tanks, right? Or the Right, yeah. You, you strip naked, you get into this uh, uh, suspended animation thing. And for four minutes, it just inundates you with negative 256 degree uh, mist on you. And I got to say, it was the longest, most horrifying and horrible four minutes of my entire young life. I, uh, I would never do that again. But here's the thing. It was a thoroughly miserable experience. But afterwards, you did feel energized. And they said a big part of that was... Your body, and part of it tricks your body into thinking that it's freezing to death, which, you know, kind of you are. And so the endorphins kick in, kind of the, you're about to die, so let's let your life flash before your eyes and give you happy memories, kind of ease your way. And that helps, you know, and also kicks in the adrenaline. That's the big benefit, is tricking your body into thinking you're going to die. So, yeah, that was, I'd rather try yoga, I think, to find my center than something medical like or non-medical scientific like cryotherapy but you should try it sometime dick just to say you did it yeah i know that was it's kind of like in the same conversation with a lot of people talking about uh, wellness mm-hmm. as, you know because i know i wanted i always wanted to try the cryo uh was it cryo but you're talking about de- are you talking about the deprivation tank or no, no 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 about- it's you're inside basically you're, you're in this tank uh, with nozzles on all sides that just sprays this mist. Okay, on. so I, the one I'm thinking of is it's it's very similar to that, uh-huh. but it's a deprivation tank, but it has water in it. Oh, okay, no. And basically, you get in and it's completely d- pitch black, and it's supposed to be some type of. Isn't that where altered states started? Where the guy, you uh, know, William Hurt regresses to a caveman or an amoeba or something? Yeah, I, re- I remember. I remember those. No, this is just four minutes of you getting pelted with with with. The coldest cold air you could possibly imagine. That sounds interesting. It, was, it really <laughs> was, though. I mean, like doing it, we did that, and then we did uh, Pilates. Pilates. Oh, Pilates, did And you? so that was uh, interesting. I would recommend yoga, though, to people who work out or do stuff like that. I really? would definitely recommend it. Okay. Because you do more stretching, and then I'm, I'm like, you do work out. The, the, probably about five hours afterwards, I was really feeling it. Like my arms, I couldn't lift my arms above my head, kind of thing. And that's just because I'm a weak guy. 
But uh, have you ever been one of the? I remember a long, long time ago. I think like the only time I ever went to a gym. It was like forty years ago at President and First Lady, and I, I signed up because the commercials were really, really awesome. And I had no concept of a workout, like what you should do or anything. So I'm spending like four hours there <laughs> pumping iron. And like six hours later, I could not move my toe. I was just everything locked up. Yeah, so that was my... I just figured that ex people frequently get injured or killed while exercising. So if I don't exercise, I'll live longer. That's my philosophy. That's probably a good philosophy. I think so. But uh, yeah, that was my weekend. I didn't really... the. I never really do anything for St. Patrick's Day. Nor One I. thing I had to realize, though, is people do St. Patrick's Day during the day. And that's because we didn't really go – like Holly didn't want to go out until later to have dinner. And then it was great. It was we kind of got the tail end of all the parties. So there's a couple people still wearing green. And then uh, we did go to a place that had an Irish band, which was interesting. Uh, but outside that, it, we didn't really celebrate being green or being Irish. <laughs> so, Well, you got that red hair. You got You got Irish in you, don't you? Yes, a so, little bit. I mean, got a little bit of everything. Yeah, right. Dick's a mutt, and he's a Heinz 57. But, yeah, with, with my name, Sean, and, you know, my sister's middle name was Kimberly, you know, O'Don. So I, I think we proved our Irishness. So we didn't have to wear green. People are pinching me all day long. It's like, dude, you realize that, you know, my name is Irish. I don't need to wear green. But, oh, well. <laughs> but, right. here, well, here's the thing. St. Patrick's Day also ended on, um, as spring break was ending, too. So I think I'll, there was a lot of traveling and partying going on at the same time. And I think... Uh, I think a lot of people are kind of dragging on this Monday morning. They're back from spring break. They're back from St. Patrick's Day. Uh, yeah. 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 I mean, I just, you know, we're just going to go to break. We're going to listen to more as Lone Star. Just kidding. Let me know how your uh, St. Patrick's Day weekend was. I know there's a lot of basketball. I watched the Houston game. That was one of the funniest, saddest things I've seen in a while in a basketball game. Where the other team scores in that last second, like literally, I don't know how he got his balance. I don't know how he made that three point. And I'm like, whoop, there goes the game. <laughs> oh, it's so sad. All right, you, know, the, you know, March Madness is going on. U, yes. U of H played Michigan. They were doing really well. I thought they had it in the bag. And uh, everyone did. And I heard there was that last second buzzer well, the, beer. Well, they had a guy who had a, t a foul on him, so he had a chance to do two points. Didn't make any of the shots. So on the return ball, the guy literally had like four seconds to get the ball to half court and shoot, and he and he, and he made it. It's always sad to be the the. That's like right out of a, well, a movie. If you, especially if you know you're gonna win. Like they are up. Like they're like, we got this. There's no yeah. way they're gonna score. Yeah, in the movies, like Bad News Bears and stuff like that. That's the when you win, it's awesome. But when you're the other team, not so fun. Sorry, U of H. Yeah, yeah. We'll be back. Morning's Lone Star. Don't forget. We got a music break coming up, so if you have a song request, 936-647-3776. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936-CONROE-C or 
1-800-926-7632. We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at conroecoffee.com. When his love comes to call, but his need for it controls a man, her back's against the wall. Welcome back. Morning's Lone Star. Thanks, Garth, for coming in and tearing up the rodeo. Yeah, he opened it and closed it. That's pretty solid of him. I made the mistake of mixing him and George Strait up. So now I think George Strait needs to open and close the next rodeo. Well, that's the thing. How are they going to beat it next year? They had Garth Brooks. Well, you get Garth Brooks and George Strait. And then you have Willie Nelson. Well, I was about to say, I think you'd have to get someone like Willie Nelson to, to... you know what show I, try, I tried to watch? I tried to watch American Idol. Can't do it. Because we're, we're in that we're in that limbo moment where we had like 40 minutes to kill. And we're waiting to like to go somewhere. Mm-hmm. And then so the TV was on and Hall and I couldn't agree what to watch. And I saw that it was on. I was like, I want to see what this is all about. Because I never actually never really sat down and watched American Idol. I think the only time I really sat down and watched anything besides The Bachelor was when Survivor first came out. Like I watched way, the, yeah, like the first way with Richard, the guy who won. Like I remember uh-huh. watching that with like my family. <laughs> Nutty Richard Hatch. And then uh but we tried and I just it was it was was just not it wasn't the people who were seeing were really good. But the pace of the show was just so boring. Well I hear this one, you know, the viewership is already plummeting and here's the thing, it left Fox for a reason after what, fifteen years it was, you know, it, it had done its course. You had a lot well, of like, what are my favorite moments though within that forty five minutes? There's this young lady who could really sing, like, very, very well. And everyone was really impressed with her. And they kept going, like, trying to figure out why she isn't bigger than she is. And then, like, like Katy Perry's like, are you, have you been singing in places? Are you, like, are you thinking about joining a band? Like, why aren't you going somewhere? And she's like, well, I'm in high school. <laughs> and that kind of shut up everyone's question because they were kind of leading to other things. And they're like, oh, well, that kind of explains what's happening here. So it's kind of funny. Well, here's the thing. Um, you know, there was a, a local gal who actually got on one of the episodes of the, of this reboot. Uh, if you saw, uh, I don't know if you saw Three Musketeers, but she's in the studio. She was our favorite redhead, a local actress. And um, she went, uh, she got called up to it and made it actually to the TV slot. And she kind of reported on the backstage shenanigans. And she actually caught a glimpse of the clipboard for her group. And that the whole thing was a setup to that they they weren't you know the judges are told take this person don't take that person, and I uh, my daughter in law got a whiff of that many when the first time American Idol came to Houston many years ago, uh, she went to go sing, and uh, her and my my son who weren't married at the time uh, you know waited was that thing was a Minute Maid Park or something or the Astrodome for like you know two solid days and nights and camped out. And, the, and that was the season where they made Houston look really dumb. You know, they had all the whack jobs on, and that's the thing. It's it's they perp- either you have a 100% chance of winning, you've got the full package, or you're a total idiot. But if no one in between, you know, my daughter-in-law has an amazing voice, but she's very short. So they're like, well, you don't have the look. So you get in the middle ground. Uh, but finding out that just nothing's changed with this reboot and uh, the, this local actress who who – was formidable force. Well, what's funny about that is I we're watching um, 
I don't know what exactly what it's called. It's like the Bachelor. They have you know what the Bachelor is. The yeah, it's like afterwards. So the- they're in between those shows. If anyone doesn't know what the Bachelor is, look it up. It's basically <laughs> a game show, not a game show, but it's, it's like a reality. A, show. It's a reality dating show where one person, like one sex, is there, and they have like thirty to choose from from the opposite sex. And they, they always switch it every like they do the guy first and then they'll do the gir- girl first. Well, in between they do like kind of like a an all star cast of like everybody. Mm. And so they did this new thing called the Winter Games. <laughs> okay. And it was, it was it aired during the Winter Olympics. But basically, what they did is they they took all the bachelorettes and bachelors from around the world that were participating because the, they have one in Japan, they right. have one in China, they have one, and they all brought them together. To compete, and it's kind of like, I mean, just think about 40 people in a house, and they're all on a dating show at one point, and so now they got invited back to find love again. But what was really funny, I was talking to Holly about being a producer of this show. I was like, can you imagine being a producer of the show, and like how different cultures are? Like, in China, they were talking about in China is they don't kiss on the show. And like the, the only time they ever kiss is maybe at the end, but in the American version, they're kissing they're doing it. They're going, they're getting engaged. They're doing like the whole basically A to Z of a process. Mm-hmm. And so they're talking about how different China was. So there's a girl from China there. And then there's a girl from Japan there. And they both spoke very little English. And I'm thinking whose who's idea would be to invite these, these, these young people onto a show where no one speaks their language. <laughs> right. And so every time they show the Japanese girl, she was trying to like talk, but she couldn't. Like she literally go, you have a nice face. And that's it. <laughs> It. I was like, is this a joke? How can a producer do this to these people? Nah, it's, it's, it's all set up. When you say reality show, I think they call it now a scripted series because uh, or unscripted or something. Well, with, well, Hollywood, like, because Holly's been watching this show mm. for a long, long time. Basically, I that. basically, what she's told me is the network the show provides with these people. Because basically, if you're like one of the top 10 people on the show, you're somehow involved in other productions from ABC. Like you can be a host somewhere, like if they like you enough, mm-hmm. uh, and or you'll be somewhere else in the ABC family. So apparently all these people kind of already know each other when they go into these things. They like have their phone numbers and they're, they're talking about, you know, oh, we're both going to be there. We should hang out, that kind of stuff. And so really like it, when it comes down to the reality, I think it is a little bit more genuine but on a level of they already kind of know each other this isn't like oh random people trying to figure out their feelings so i felt it was funny because there's a lot of people from like new zealand australia and uh, sweden and all that kind of stuff and it was interesting to see them trying to mingle mingle with the americans because americans kind of dominated the show because it's (laughs) for america but uh they did i was like can you just force them to go on a date with this japanese girl so i just want to see that awkward like what do you want to order kind of thing and she can't speak english you gotta figure it out right or the uh the the kiss goodnight were in japan that's just not gonna yeah. happen yeah <laughs> that awkward moment well it's funny there, there. there's actually a classic line i wish i could have recorded it so they're talking to the japanese girl and they're trying to get her to go talk to one of this guys uh, one of the guys and he's like you should go talk to ben and he's like who's ben you know, they point, oh, he's, he's nice, nice. And he's like, oh, he's really nice. He's got a really big heart. She's like, I don't care. I want face. <laughs> I want good face. I don't care about heart. I was like, whoa. I like that. That was funny. I think with all these, you know, reality shows, but like the first season or two are always the best one because after that it becomes the trope. You know, the first season of The Real World or Big Brother or Survivor or The Bachelor, uh, even Joe Millionaire, um, after that, you know, they start looking for, okay, we need you to be this season's puck. We need you to be the bad boy. You know, you know, we need you to be the princess. 
So after I think the first year or two, it's just scripted. It gets more and more scripted. They, they get people to, to fill the roles. Well, yeah, uh, I guess the problem with those shows is the next time it's on, you got to be better. Similar like we're talking about the rodeo. But we got to take a music break here on Mornings of Lone Star, IRLoneStar.com. More stuff to come your way. If you want to participate, IRLoneStar.com slash MWLS has all the contact info you need to hang out with us. We'll be back after a couple tunes. It's the white and the knuckles, the gold in the buckle, he'll win the next go round. It's boots and shafts, it's cowboy hats, it's spurs and let it go. It's the ropes and the rain and the joy and pain and they call the... Th- Clean Sweep Office Cleaning has been Montgomery County's business cleaning service since 2002. Offering professional office cleaning in areas such as restroom, stairwells, elevator, floor care, pretty much every angle of your office. One-time cleaning is available, but you will want these guys back. Offering daily, weekly, monthly scheduled cleanings, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning works around your business needs. Schedule a cleaning today online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or call 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Cowboy crazy, it'll drive the man insane. And he'll sell off everything he owns just to pay to play a game. And a broken home and some broken bones is all he'll have to show. For all the years that he spent chasing this dream they call. All right, welcome back. Morning's Lone Star, IRLunster.com, Conrad's FM, 104.5, 106.1. You're listening to us every weekday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Hanging out in the studio with Skippy and I. I think it's just us today, but we have several guests tomorrow. We'll more info on that coming. We'll have Carly tomorrow, actually, so we'll, we'll kind of tease that a little bit. She's back in town. Uh, but outside that, you know, there were, uh, some news happened over the weekend. I saw that McCabe guy got fired in yeah, the politic that was, world. that so. was going to happen. And uh, I think he needed to be fired for no other reason that... Now it's put it to the forefront. He has to be investigated now. What he did. What's he doing? I don't know. I don't really know anything. I just saw a headline. He leaked information. He held on to information. And he had people. Did he like say he did this? Or does somebody come up and go, hey, by the way, this dude's doing stuff. His testimony did not match up with the timeline established by those two lovebirds, Peter Strzok and his his Uh, gal pal, that it determined that information that they found an additional 10,000 emails on the Hillary Clinton server. They found it at the Department of Justice. They did not turn that information over for a month. And his testimony was, well, we just found this. So, you know, there were it was not quite lying, but there was holding on it. He could not adequately explain and it never indicated that there was a gap beforehand or would pass on information that could only have come from his office. And again, the two lovebirds in their text, they were talking about uh, the implication that there was a meeting in his office. They were saying Andy, but that's the only like Andy in that circle uh, that they had to talk about the insurance policy. That plus his wife uh, received money as she was running for a, a seat from the Clinton Foundation. So, it, you know, some highly improper and suspect things. So he needed to be terminated because if he'd just been allowed to retire and, and go on his merry way, then there'd be no, it's hard to get someone, you're, you're no longer uh, 
you've retired honorably, it's harder to get you on the witness stand or get you in front of Senate committee. Now they have to because there's the uproar on both sides. Oh, it's a political thing. Well, then let's investigate. If it is a political thing, it will come to light. And it's funny because that's the ongoing issue. The whole Russia collusion thing started off with uh, one side saying, oh, there's Russian collusion. We must investigate. Well, as the time progressed, we found out there was, but it was on that own side for the most part. So an investigation, it could have gone either way. So an investigation's good because now it'll it, it, it'll force it to come to light. So I'm interested to see what happens. This guy could be guilty of a lot of things. It could just be that he made some bad choices and that's that. Uh, but once again, due process was he was terminated hours before he could collect his pension. You know, literally hours. Well, like, so, I mean, I, that's, to me, that's almost like a joke. Well, it is, and it is a spank, but that's the thing. It's If it's not illegal, but that's what people are going, oh, so it should be illegal. There are some people trying to hire this guy on into their office um, for a couple of days so he can get the – and so, again, it's going against the established protocol. It'll be interesting to see how it turns out. But something else uh, a lot more funny happened in D.C. Uh, recently. You know, here in Texas, we're already in Texas spring. You know, the, the sun is, is coming out, the rains are whipping, the wind's out there, the flowers are blooming. Are the blue bonnets doing their thing yet? I don't know. They're usually uh, blooming north of here. Right. We got to go up to like Huntsville or mm -hmm. something. That's what we should do, Dick. We should get some publicity shots of the two of us in those stereotypical, you know, white shirt and jeans and barefoot family shots and the blue bonnets. Just me and you at the foot of the statue. Okay. With wine, with a Bl with a picnic basket, love. yeah, guy love with a picnic basket. Oh man, yeah, we'll do, we'll do that. That'll be our new publicity shots. But apparently, um, it's still winter up in Washington D.C., aka the murder capital of the world, and uh, there is a uh, um, a snow squall that that happened um, and, over the weekend, and a uh, D.C. city councilman named Trayton White. Uh, apparently tweeted out or sorry, put on Instagram some text ab about, you know, the climate change, climate control, climate manipulation, and then blaming it on the Rothschild family, who is a prominent Jewish family. Basically he was blaming the Jews for snow for a snowstorm. And he, he, uh, he had to apologize after that when he said he— Wait, why would he even need to say anything about blaming anything about a snowstorm? Like, why would he—is this one of those Mel Gibson kind of things where he's drunk and he's being recorded? Well, well, no, he put this out there. No, the Rothschilds are a European family that once possessed the largest private fortune in the world. And their banking businesses provided financing for government uh, projects like the Suez Canal and stuff. And their wealth has made them, uh, you know, subject to a lot of conspiracy theories, most of which, you know, tend to be anti-Semitic. Um, so there was a conspiracy theory once upon a time that the Rothschilds were actually technologically causing weather shifts. And this, this guy latched onto it, this, the uh, uh, city councilman, uh, just want to point out that, uh, uh, he was elected city council in 2016. He represents ward eight. And if you want to go back to the, the eighties or so, um, that was the seat that eventual Washington DC, uh, mayor, Marion Barry, Held. Okay. Marion Barry was the Washington, D.C. mayor who was caught on video in a hotel with a hooker snorting cocaine. So I don't know if that's a job description for District 8 or Ward 8 of uh, D.C. City Council. 
But that's a different spin on the whole uh, climate change. Uh, those those pesky Rothschilds, those Jewish people with all their money, changing our pat, uh, weather for that's us. That's kind of bizarre. I feel like that's a setup moment. I feel like it is. Well, I, do you remember? I, I got to put it in context, but uh, there was this one Senate uh, subcommittee hearing about uh, like boots on the ground uh, for one of our, and it was talking about the possibility of putting like 30,000 troops in Cuba. And this one congressman or senator, I got to find it, I'll, I'll look it up over the break, actually was questioning these people about putting that many people on one side of an island could make it flip over. And this is actually on TV, like C-SPAN, where they're going, sir, you think that putting people on an island, one side of it can actually, yes. 30,000 there, people. There's got to be uh, a best of. There's got to be out there. And, of course, here's the thing. The, this guy happens to be a Democrat, but there are idiots on both sides of the of the aisle. we got to find a best of because that's just to, to, to blame a family for uh, uh, climate change. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that was that one cracked me up. So that's the latest news out of Washington, D.C. Uh Beyond Andrew McCabe. That's, <laughs> I'm sorry, it just cracks me. The more I think about it, I'm just. Well, you know, like, it's almost like their publicists or their PR people are smarter than them. They're like, oh, man, how am I going to get out of this one? Oh, man. Like, imagine being the dude who they announced whatever about the, uh, his campaign manager, Donald Trump, for 2020. It's like the job stability for that is like 50-50 every day. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, hey, it's really great. Might as well get paid right now because by the time we get to 2020. <laughs> oh, yeah. You get your money up front. <laughs> no no telling what's going to happen. Speaking of which, uh, runoffs uh, yeah. are, are under, under full steam going on right now. Uh, uh, lines are being drawn. Um, uh, platforms are being revamped. Um, it's, a, it's about to get uh, down and dirty out there, I think. Uh, well, first off, we have the Conroe City Council elections happening in just a few weeks, on May the 5th, I believe, thereabouts. And then on the May 22nd are going to be the uh, the runoff for the Montgomery County positions, particularly precincts 2 and 4 of county commissioner. So the voting ain't over yet, Dick. Yeah, I told you we had three more votes. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you got, well, possibly more. So you got Conroe City Council. Then you have the runoff for Montgomery County. There could be potential runoff for Conroe City Council. Then we have the general, so there's four at least, and there may be one or two others. So before the end of the year, be prepared to vote up to four times, four or five times more. And you should. And you it's should. your civic duty, just like jury duty. Don't, don't you have jury duty coming up, Dick? Oh, that's right. Don't Ooh, forget that. You freaked me out right there. I thought <laughs> Aren't it was you today. supposed to be there right now? <laughs> <laughs> no, golly, thanks. That's the first time I ever got jury duty, so I'm really actually very, I'm looking forward to it. So uh, the only experience I've ever had, my dad was uh, in a capital murder case. Wow. As a jury member. So he had some stories about that. But He was on the actual jury. He was actually on the jury. Wow. So that was a long time ago, he said. So, I mean, I think he has a double life. But, <laughs> you know, I, I it's, it's right here at the courthouse. So, you know, like, to get there is not hard. And uh, hopefully we'll find a fill-in for me when I'm gone. I think it's coming up in April sometime. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll find someone who they can sit in your chair, but they can never take your place, Dick. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. That's how I roll. I suck up to my co-host. So tell, tell me about this. I know Memorial Day is coming up. Is that when they're doing this parade, this military parade? Oh, if it happens. 
Uh, like, what's going on with that? I don't. I don't really fully understand. Is it something where he just uh, where Donald Trump requested money to have a parade? Yeah, but he said we need a parade uh, to show off military might, and it's to show our enemies. But the visual of that can easily go the other way, like the whole goose stepping Chairman Mao kind of looking thing. Uh, but a parade is always a good way to show either community spirit or military might. Those are your two main purposes of a parade. And this is the latter. I think they're saying, oh, 30 million has been earmarked for it. Uh, it's not unheard of. I think much ado is being made out of something that may or may not even happen. The president says, hey, I want a parade to show off our military, basically to let a lot of enemies who for the last eight years were kind of kowtowed to and apologized for to say, do not mess with us anymore. This is what we have. And here's the thing. You can say what you want about the cowboy diplomacy that's been going on, and it is cowboy diplomacy. When you have world leaders kind of snipping back and forth over Twitter, my button's bigger than your button. I mean, that is outright cowboy diplomacy. That is avoiding all proper channels, you know, where your ambassador goes to their ambassador and uses the word. I wonder if that brings any doubt in, like, if he, if he ever, if Donald Trump ever actually used an official pipeline <laughs> and like this doesn't seem right this is too official he didn't say anything on twitter about it so he, he's either trying to dupe us but here's the thing every president knows a lot more than what they can say you, you know just because of security clearance uh you know so for the intelligence brief so the stuff that trump is talking about is very surface level very cosmetic on on the the tweets what he knows and what he doesn't tweet about on any given day is is, is staggering uh, uh, I'm trying to remember there was the movie oh I think it was a West Wing episode where someone asked the vice president do you know something I don't and the vice president says the sheer weight of the things that I know that you would never know would just you know crush the library of Congress you have no idea how much I know and that's the thing you know so with the president he knows all kinds of stuff you know if I were a person first thing I'd ask was take me to Area 51 right now I want to go take me there and I want to go to the bottom floor, you know, the special elevator. And you can't be president and probably not ask for that stuff. I think, actually, I think Carter actually did when Carter uh, became president. I actually believe he, he uh, wanted to be taken to Area 51. I'll look that one up. You're listening to Morning's Lone Star. We got to take a music break. It's 9.53. IRLoneStar.com. We'll be right back. Centurion Wealth Advisors is a veteran-owned business that focuses on building and preserving our clients' wealth while guiding them to achieve their financial goals. This is where your concerns get addressed and help you start to breathe easier. Discover us in downtown Conroe, Texas. Visit our website at centurionwa.net or reach us by phone at 936-756-1974. Centurion Wealth Advisors. Now let's get your financial house in order. But his need for it controls a man, her back's against the wall. And it's so long, girl, I'll say yo, when it's time for him to go. Welcome back. Rodeo's over, but you know we're keeping it going one more day here in the studio. Hey, it's Morning's Lone Star with Dick and Skippy. I'm still Skippy. That's Dick over there. Already 72 degrees. It's 10.01. Going into our second hour of our two-hour show. They're sponsored today by Conroe Coffee, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning, and Centurion Wealth Advisors. Thank you. So, had a good weekend, Dick. It was busy. Many things happened. And I finally, finally went to go see A Wrinkle in Time. Thank you. Finally. Finally. So- it took a while. 
We were having a discussion about this before it was leading up to the release of Recall in Time. You're a big fan of the book. Yes, I think it's uh, uh, is my favorite book. Your favorite book of all time. Mm-hmm. And we uh, it was made by Disney. Mm-hmm. They, I know it didn't get favorable reviews. I know the money's not almost there because it costs them a pretty penny. I think it's triple digits. Yes, I believe in, in the millions. Mm-hmm. So you saw it. What did you think? On the whole, I liked it, but I know exactly. It was like watching um, The Last Jedi. On the whole, I liked it, but I see exactly where Mark Hamill and some other people had problems. And so you just got to take it in general. I think they spent way too much money on Oprah Winfrey, for instance. I think a lot of money went towards her salary that could have gone to special effects. Uh, also with characterizations, uh, uh, the 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 Oprah Winfrey character was not portrayed. Uh, it was portrayed so radically different than how she was written that I had. How pro- so? I mean, how do you radically change something like that? Um, for those of you who don't know the story, basic premise, and I'll give you like the twelve second thing. A uh, young girl named Meg. She's got a idiot savant brother named Charles Wallace, who's who's five. Uh, in uh, and uh, their dad's gone missing because he can apparently he's found a way to travel through space and time. <clears throat> These three mysterious women, uh, Mrs. Watson, Mrs. Who, and Mrs. Witch, put them on an adventure to go f- track down their father, and it turns to this big battle against light versus darkness. A lot of religious uh, undertones to this. Madeline Longo was right up there with C.S. Lewis. You know, that's what that was all about. Uh, so the three witches, one of them can't speak on her own, so she always quotes stuff, and that was the Mindy Kaling character. She actually did a very good job. Reese Witherspoon oh, played the kind of the flighty one. Uh, I think she was pl- playing Reese was she, Witherspoon playing that character. Was she really a giant celery stock? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I, I wanted to say it was a uh, – usually what's left over when, when you have one of those diet plates where they have the bed of lettuce and you put like the cottage cheese and the peach half and stuff, and then you eat, and you eat everything good and you got that little uh, lettuce thing at the bottom – yeah, that's what she turns into. And in the book, she's more of like a, a unicorn or a pegasus kind of thing. And then Mrs. Witch, which is the Oprah Winfrey character, is supposed to be so domineering and powerful and kind of scary. She's like a, like Aslan in the Narnia books, you know, not always warm fuzzy. This is Or Gandalf. This is not someone who's always sweet. This is one who's very dangerous. And Oprah Winfrey played her as the kindly matron because you just can't see Oprah Winfrey yelling at a kid like basically grow up, do something. And it is funny. In the book, she can't always materialize all the way. In the book, they just make her like 40 feet tall for a while. And uh, so I get it. I think the the, the gal playing the uh, Meg was amazing. And the little kid too, he was hard to understand from time to time, but he he, he was this little bitty kid. Uh, something that they, they played with, which I it did enjoy, is they made it a multiracial family. And actually where Charles Wallace was adopted. Um, so uh, he's, he's, I think he's uh, Asian as well. Uh, he, you know, Asian or, or possibly South American. You, you, you know, you have a mixed race family to begin with. And where it didn't matter, it wasn't the statement. They just happened to be a, a multiracial family. Uh, the, the tale, the, the, the moral of the story at the end was, was done really well. I always tear up at it. Uh, I read the book when I was five years old, and I always identified with the little kid Quit with the bragging. big sister. 
<laughs> well, you, you know, you know, Charles Wallace has his big sister to protect him, and I had always had mine. So watching this, actually, I was flashing back to being this little kid, uh, reading the book for the first time. And so I thoroughly enjoyed it. My wife, uh, Mrs. Skippy, went with me, and she was a little underwhelmed, too. But when I started saying, well, this is what they missed out of the book. And she's like, oh, wow, I want to read the book. Funny you should mention that, dear, because I bought an extra copy at Christmas and didn't know who to give it to. So we went back to the hotel room and I gave her a copy of the book to read. And so for her to get into it. So on the whole, I give it like a seven out of 10 uh, because I think they kept a lot of the heart. I was afraid they were going to um, politicize it. They go to a planet called Camazots where everybody thinks the same, like literally the kids bounce the ball at the mm -hmm. same time. And I just knew that there was going to be some kind of this is the state of America today kind of thing, you know, with a uh, with a Trump looking bad guy. No, they didn't go that route. And I was very, very happy for that. Uh, they didn't make it. Uh, although they did uh, quote, uh, who's the guy that did Hamilton? Lin-Manuel Miranda. Yeah, he's the guy. He's Disney's newest favorite guy. He's going to play the Dick Van Dyke character in the Mary Poppins okay. sequel. He did. You know, he's the guy who created Hamilton. Uh, they actually, they're actually quoting Hamilton lyrics uh, during, you know, the, the, the movie because they're all one big happy Disney family now. So if you haven't seen it, watch it. If you've read the book, there's a lot of stuff missing from it, but you'll still get enough. You know, like Lord of the Rings, I still say is the best adaptation of a novel because Jackson tried to fit in everything humanly possible with the scale. Yeah. I, I, I liked Wrinkling Time. I, was it written in 3D? Was it supposed to be 3D? I have no idea. Because if it was, I need to get the 3D version. I think it'd be better. But, well, I have a 3D TV. 40 foot tall Oprah. Be, beyond beyond Oprah. I, I got to get past the 40 foot tall Oprah. But other than that, just for the, for the kids alone, great, great characterization. For the children alone. <laughs> for the children. movie. <laughs> So that was me. Did you catch any movies this weekend? No, I did not, unfortunately. I did uh, stumble. I was, I was going through Netflix, and I added to my watch list. Icarus? Icarus. I saw the—I uh, the, uh, think I would have—even if you hadn't said anything, I probably would have added it because the, the, the screenshot they used for the, like the icon would really caught my eye, like some guy in a gas mask or something. Yeah. So I will be watching Icarus, which is the— doping russian doping scandal documentary that takes a twist halfway through yeah won the academy award right Best document documentary Dick's talking into that one i will happily watch that one well wrinkle in time so you're telling people not to go see it is that uh, what you're basically no, I'm telling them to see it just with low expectations yeah i think you're gonna get exactly what you think you're gonna so get you're telling people it. to waste their 15 bucks yeah now that was <laughs> here's the thing i usually will will base a movie on if it was worth the price of full admission i went to the cinema and i won't say the name of the cinema but uh we were talking about this the other day. I had a couple of free movie passes, so I presented them. Six fifteen for regular time. Oh, you can't use those passes for this movie. And apparently, you know, there's some movies that and we were talking about that Disney apparently for a lot of their movies are you can't get a discount or, or something. Yeah. So I had to make my snap decision: Do I pay full price for these two tickets? And it was one of those places where you sit down and you eat as well. So you know, this was like this is not like a, a cheap dollar cinema or something. I thought, ah, let's go for it. I don't regret spending the money. No, I regret spending the money on the food because that food was darned expensive. It was good, but it was very expensive. But yeah, I paid full price for the tickets okay. and I'm good with it. Well, real time, maybe check it out. Maybe not. Who cares? <laughs> I don't care. Coming up later, we're going to be taking a short sponsor break. We're going to talk about some events happening this weekend. There's several opportunities for your family in Montgomery County. Uh, then we got a little update on the Brexit going on in the uh, UK-EU world. I know that's 
close to home for Sean. So uh, stick around. Yeah. You're listening to Morning's Lone Star. This is a short sponsored break. Our talk shows and music shows are looking for sponsors. Want to expand your brand awareness? Reach the hyper-local audience in Montgomery County? Lone Star Community Radio sponsorships accomplish this. Want to see our stats and rates? Check out ourlonestar.com slash sponsor for more information. Or call in and leave us a message at 936-647-3776 with your questions. Get seen on TV, YouTube, and heard on our podcast, FM, and internet radio. Support your local radio station with Lone Star Community Radio. Welcome back to Mornings with Lone Star. It's 10, 12 already. You got about another 45 minutes with Dick and Skippy. Seeing you through the first Monday after spring break, St. Patrick's Day, and the rodeo. That's just a half trick of hang- hat trick of hangover right there. So if I'm talking a little too loud, let us know. Call us 936-647-3776 or hit us up on Facebook, MW Lone Star. And uh Get some conversation topics going with us. Dick and I love hitting the headlines. We love hitting local events. And, in fact, we have some coming up, don't we? Yes, we do. What do we got? So uh, we have three events that we're going to be kind of pushing. Uh, Two of them are free. One of them is not. The first one is, of course, Easter weekend's coming up next weekend. And the city of Conroe, the Recreation Parks and Recs Department, is doing Morning with Mr. Bunny. That's right. Uh, If you want to take your kids out from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. this Saturday, March 24th, they're going to be having or hosting a egg hunt. And then also Mr. Bunny will be there. So it's going to be happening at the Carl Barton Jr. Park Softball Complex from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Absolutely free. Uh, The hunt begins promptly at 1030. And egg hunts are available for children's age 18 months to 12 years. And Mr. Bunny will also be available to take pictures. So don't forget to bring your camera. And it's all brought to you by the city of Conrad. Awesome. And the same day on the 24th, just to let you know, when you're done there, head on over to downtown Conroe because we'll be having the Conroe Shakespeare Fest at the same time. Okay. What, tell me, what, what time does that start? 9 a.m. And the fun starts at 9. Uh, things are going to be happening on stage starting at 9 o'clock all the way to 6 p.m. And then if you want, when the festival ends, just hop on over next door to the Owen Theater or Spelling Bee, 25th Annual Putnam County Spelling Bee, still going on. Make a day of it with downtown Conroe. Little hunt with Mr. Bunny. <laughs> Conroe Shakespeare Festival. And then over to the Putnam County Spelling Bee. Uh, a couple of things we have going later on. In, well, we have in April, we have a couple of great events going on. Con- uh, the concert series is happening, too. That's, they have those in the woodlands, too. And it's nice to see the, the acts that they have start building up for these free concert events. And then we got Kids Fest happening Later on in April. So as spring progresses into summer, lots more stuff happening. Looking forward to it. And you're talking about the Crawfish Festival. Yeah, so the Pulmonary Hypertension has a couple of annual events they put on. Uh, They did the Barbecue Festival in the Woodlands, I believe, in October. And then uh, this spring, they're doing the Crawfish Festival over there at Town Green Park in the Woodlands, right behind, uh, what's that, Amphitheater? The Pavilion. The Pavilion. And uh, it's $35 a person. That includes adults for two drink tickets and crawfish. 
So, uh, and that's, and it's $0 for kids 12 and under uh, and stuff like that. So that's kind of good. And you can get uh, more information can be found online at the, uh, it's called woodlandscrawfish.com. And I'll be emceeing the event. They have live music, uh, three bands. They have some Zydeco music, of course, because why would you not have Zydeco music? Hello. Uh, and then uh, they're going to have uh, Jesse Robb Jr. And I think uh, Zach Coffee Band. So they get some really good, good artists there. Oh, there we go. That's some good stuff going on. So I'll be here at the Conroe Fest. Dick will be down at the uh, uh, Crawfish Fest, and maybe we can. Uh, I'll bring you some. I, I don't know what we're gonna have at the Crawfish Fest. Shaved ice and maybe a turkey leg. You bring me up some crawfish. We'll meet in the middle. Okay. We also have some uh, music events going on. So nothing tonight around town, uh, but tomorrow at the Redbrook Tavern we got Southern Disposition. And the next night there's Nate Nelson. And then on the 22nd, Buck Yeager. And then on the 23rd, lots of things happening. We got the Grams at Pacific Yard House, Vince Gilbert at the Red Brick Tavern, Justin Dias of the Song Swap at the Corner Pub, and then, of course, the aforementioned 25th Annual Button Counting Spelling Bee. Lots of stuff happening this week. Uh, Live music. I was surprised. I had dinner up here the other night when I wasn't planning on it, and there was live music going on. It was midweek. had no idea. A lot of live music happening in Conroe. Mm-hmm. Is it going to be like the new uh, South by Southwest down here, maybe? What do you mean? Well, no, no, no. What's the, what's, what's the not South by Southwest. What's the uh, the big music festival that Austin has? Oh, Austin City Limits. Is, is that what that is? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're going to have that here. Or we going to have Conroe City Limits here? Well, they have Catfish Festival. They have Catfish Festival? It's a event. Isn't there? There is a music fest here. I know that. Yeah, the Conroe Americana Music Festival. There you go. They haven't asked my band to play yet, though. Or is it the Call of Oats cover band? <laughs> Hall and Oats? Hall and Oats, right? Just spelled differently. H-A-W-L. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I had an 80s cover band. We haven't played for a while, but maybe we should get it back together. Mm, play the intro. Oh, that's uh, right. We'll give you the tambourine dick. We'll let you no. play triangle. No. Cowbell. We'll give you the cowbell. Every 80s song worth its salt had cowbell in it. No. Sorry, man. You say that I'm now. I'm going to do that. I'm going to wear you down, Dick. But, yeah, anything else going on you want to talk about? Well, we were uh, we teased Brexit earlier. Yeah, we did. Now, tell me a little bit about what that is. Okay, um, a while ago, uh, there was a uh, you know Europe is is very distinct in that these countries kind of coexist, separate, but you know they have their own thing, and and to the sense that you know how like in America we have full faith and credit that uh, my Texas driver's license enables me to drive in all fifty states. Well, my British driver's license enabled me to drive in Germany. So, you know, there are things you had to be able to move freely between countries without it actually being immigration and emigration kind of stuff. You know, you can just take a, as long as you have your passport on you, take take the ferry from um, Dover to Calais, spend the day in France, and then come back. So much like, I, I guess the best way to put it would be like NAFTA, you know, where you, had, where you group together all the... Uh, uh, the countries in one economic um, conglomeration. And not everyone was a fan of it. it. It's almost like a huge monopoly, but like, so individual currencies for the most part were, were replaced with euros. And so that became a new thing. Now, England, so you had to, if you were part of the European nation, um, EU, European Union, you had to accept euros but you didn't have to trade in them. Like England kept the British pound sterling. They never went Euro. Well, recently, right around the time that the presidential elections were going on, there was a vote held 
And England is different with voting that you can pretty much vote whenever you want. It's not like four years of this and that, and, you know, parliament can change. And there's more than just two parties in England. You have 30 different parties and members. So there's a lot of yelling. Very few things can get done in that context. There's very, it's bad. Just think about how, how many times we can't get things done just having two parties. Now imagine 20, 30 cross purposes. And the vote happened. And much like people were just shocked and amazed in the media that Trump won the presidential election, the media in Europe just knew that the Brexit vote would fail. And that was England was voting to leave the European Union. And they actually voted for it. And so, of course, much like with the, the Trump winning, when it goes against the popular, well, we just assumed that Hillary was going to win. There must be voter fraud. There must be collusion and stuff. Well, over in Europe, the same thing's happening. Because we knew England was going to vote to stay in. Obviously, people didn't know what they were voting for and everyone else is getting blamed. So I think for today, you said that they're sitting down for a summit to talk about conditions of leaving. Yeah, they, they've already, they approved. They both came to an agreement. Good. And it took a while because it's not easy because you do have, it's almost like leaving NATO. You know, you can't just say, hey, we're out. You know, I'm a, you know, Germany's out of NATO. We, we've done our bit. No, because there are, uh, there are facilities, there are bases, there's infrastructure, there, there's money involved. You know, you just can't part ways and shake hands. So here's the thing. If England falters on its own, if Great Britain, I should say, falters on its own uh, outside of the European Union, then they could always go back in. There could be another vote. If they survive and thrive and prove that the U union is actually holding back progress, then I think it'll be the beginning. There'll be, you know, France exit and, and, and Brussels exit or Belgian exit. So it'll be interesting to see uh, what happens to England after that. But last I checked, it's still thriving and the royal wedding's still happening in May. Always got to worry about that stuff. <laughs> You're listening to Morning's Lone Star. We're going to take a short sponsor break. Coming back, we'll play some music and still hang out. A lot of stuff going on. Hope you, hopefully you're ready for it all to happen. You're listening to Lone Star Community Radio, IRLoneStar.com. Hey, guys, this is Connor. This is Dick. This is Chris. And we're with the Ticket Stub Podcast every Thursday live at noon on 104.5 and 106.1 FM in the Conroe area. Also, anytime at IRLoneStar.com. You go to IRLoneStar.com backslash TTS. You can find all of our social media. And don't forget, we give away two tickets to the Grand Theater on every show. If you like movies and you like complaining or celebrating anything that has to do with the silver screen, Check out the Ticket Stub podcast and join us every Thursday at noon o'clock on Lone Star Community Radio. When his love comes to call, but his hey, welcome back. It's 1024. We're going to talk for a couple minutes. We're going to bring you some music, and then we're going to start putting this plane on final approach, take you down to an estimated landing at 11 a.m. Mornings with Lone Star with Dick and Skippy. I'm Skippy. Who's that over there? It's me. It's Dick. It is 74 degrees already. I think it's going to warm up today. Pretty weather. Uh, there's going to be rain off and on throughout the week. I hope like heck there's no rain this weekend on Saturday. Just saying that we need to talk, call the Rothschild family, those Jewish bankers in Washington, D.C., who apparently can control the weather and see if we can bribe them to not let it rain this upcoming Saturday so that our various festivals with Mr. Bunny 
and Dick's Crawfish and Skippy's Shakespeare people can all have fun without getting rained on. And that's about it for the weather. Um, so uh, we, when we left, we talked about uh, we're talking about Brexit and what that means. So we're talking about some global affairs right now. And I uh, came across this headline, Dick, which I'm I'm really stoked about. So uh, nine months ago, so you, you have in Saudi Arabia, it's called the Islamic Kingdom. And uh, about nine months ago, uh, there's a man who made new crown prince, who was the heir apparent to the throne, Mohammed bin Salman, and he's frequently known by his initials MBS. And he's been pushing in the last nine months, he's been seriously pushing modernization for the kingdom. And uh, so many things have happened. Now, this is what's not being said a lot, which what staggers me. So since this has gone down, you know, since last fall, the kingdom has allowed women to drive once again. Uh, theaters will open again after 35 years of being shut down. Uh, women can now launch their own businesses without consent from their husband or male relative. And women can now attend sporting events in national stadiums. So a lot, you know, not everything is, 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 there are bits and pieces, but those are some huge things. But MBS himself, Saudi Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman, went on record saying that women are absolutely, and that's his word, absolutely equal to men. And that's huge. That's taken a big honking chance. Uh, because if you notice, like with our um, civil rights movements in the 60s, like to give blacks equal rights or whatever, it was black men and women, Rosa Parks, Malcolm X, Martin Luther King Jr., you know, they were the, the forefront of this. They didn't have a lot of white spokespeople. This is something, this is not a, this is not women in, in the Islamic kingdom getting together saying, we, you know, we deserve this. It's not one spokesperson saying change. This is someone who's already got the, you know, their version of the white privilege. This guy leads a huge lavish lifestyle. He just spent, I think like 400 million on a Da Vinci painting of, of Jesus. You know, he's, and he's very unapologetic about it. He's like, I'm not, I'm not poor. I'm not Gandhi. I got some great ideas. I love women. I think they, they rock, but I'm rich, so I'm going to spend my money on whatever I want to. So uh, that's how MBS rolls. But that's a huge honking deal. He's coming in for uh, to meet with uh, the president uh, this week on a summit to keep things going. Uh, it would be nice to see what kind of alliance or uh, diplomatic uh, forward momentum what happen as a result of this. But significant changes going on in the Islamic kingdom over in Saudi Arabia. I don't know. That just kind of that that perked up my Monday a bit. I believe it. Yeah, that's that's me. What do you got on the international front? I talked Brexit and well, uh, I brought that up. So that was, uh, was that what I it was? Really, I really don't know anything that's going on besides the Brexit thing. That was the only thing I, I saw. I know the World Cup's getting ready to go. That's right. The uh, I know FIFA made an announcement for potential bids in the future. They changed a lot of their fine print. And it's kind of being disputed right now. Uh, I do know, if you don't know what FIFA is, it's an organization that puts on all the international soccer tournaments. And uh, they've gotten a lot of flack in the past couple of years for being corrupt, uh, especially with Qatar being up for uh, the next World Cup after Russia this year. Mm -hmm. uh, they Basically, what they did now is if you want to put a bid in to have the host the World Cup, a uh, couple of stipulations. Number one, tax-free. Everything is tax-free to FIFA in whatever area. 
So they don't have to pay any tax on anything. Wow. Uh, then they have leniency, if not full full control over labor laws in the area. So they don't <laughs> have to follow any of those when they're there, when they're doing the World Cup. Okay. So that was pretty interesting. Very. And another is the money being spent at the World Cup is instantly transferred over to Sweden or Switzerland. So there are there's there's zero cash on hand at the World Cup. So explain that one. So like if I want to buy a t-shirt and my money I spend on it goes to Switzerland or that all the, you know, well, it's the a, contractors it's a, it's building in, the stadium. It's the same to every, everything. everything. It just depends on what they deem. So because what usually would happen, depending on what city, like to give me a best idea, like if it had up in Texas, there's really not a lot of payroll taxes and stuff in the sense of that. Uh, you don't have to pay payroll tax if you're visiting, working, if that makes But some states you do. Mm-hmm. But basically it's, it eliminates all that. It doesn't happen. Uh, but yeah. And so it was pretty interesting. A lot of people were really reluctant after that, especially with the labor laws. Uh, that might fly somewhere else, but I, I bet you there's too many unions here. There's, I mean, it's a lot of... Well, here's the thing. FIFA can demand anything they want. It's it's up to the other people to sign the contract. So it'll be interesting to see who signs up for this, who says, okay, because I don't think this is going to be a first world nation. And it'll be like, you know, when the summer games down in Rio, how bad it was. Well, the, to give you an idea now with Qatar, they're going to estimate over 4,000 people are going to die working on the stadiums. I believe that. So it's been coming kind of like a with a kind of like a civil rights slash human right. This could be a turning protest. point for FIFA. Like I said, they they so. can demand anything they want, but if if people don't like what they hear, FIFA's going to be left out in the cold. So, yeah. hmm. pretty interesting. But uh, you're going to take a sponsored slash music break here on Morning's Lone Star. Stick around. We're going to come back with more of what's going on this week with the show and uh, things like that. So stick around. Yeah. We'll be back. And it's so long, I'll see you when it's time for him to go. You know the woman wants her cowboy like he wants his rodeo. Don't forget to download the Lone Star Community Radio app for your Google Play or Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's community radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM. That is Conroe's FM 104.5-106.1. Hey, welcome back. It's 1041 on a Monday morning, recovering from the ending of the rodeo, spring break, and St. Patrick's Day, and the weekend in general. So you got four reasons to tune in to Dick and I to brighten your day this morning. Hello to all those outside, especially the uh, the cop who's... Well, you know the jury people are getting off, so that cop's trying to rile them up. You guys got to go back. <laughs> yeah, I got to go move my car soon so I don't hit that two-hour mark and, and get a ticket. Uh, well, if you're in downtown Conroe, watch out. They're they're timing you for those parking spaces. But it is jury day today. This PSA brought to you by Mornings with Lone Star, sponsored by Conroe Coffee, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning, and Centurion Wealth Advisors. Thanks for your sponsorship. But we want more. So call us, 936-647-3776. If you want a sponsor, if you want to add to the conversation, if you have a song request, or if you just want to know what, you know, Dick's favorite meal is, we'll let you know. Cool. What, what is your favorite meal? 
Meal? Meal. Food. Like, Depends on how my stomach's doing, man. This is true, yeah, because I know you had some issues last yeah. week. You ate something wrong. I love breakfast tacos. Is that a hint? And then... Uh, is, that, is, that, is that a little passive-aggressive? I just, no, I just love breakfast tacos. Golly, uh, I, I love them if they just love, magically appear on my desk tomorrow. I, I got a smoker this weekend. A friend of mine gave me his old one, and I love smoking stuff like briskets, oh, okay, okay. chickens, mm-hmm. ribs... So I'll, like okay, okay, I'll bring you meat. tacos. You bring me I like smoked meat. 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 <laughs> Give me meat. <laughs> Eat food. That's what I love about the pulmonary hypertension, you know, for the crawfish festival. And they also have a big barbecue thing. So and, <laughs> to bring awareness to pulmonary hypertension, we're going to feed you a lot of red meat. That always cracks me up. But it's for a worthy cause. Bring me the leftovers, Dick. I, I, I dare you. I command you. Bring me the leftovers. So anyhow... um, we, we had a lot of stuff in the news today, a lot, lot of stuff happening, but this is some late-breaking news that happened. Apparently, the Woodlands, a little, little settlement south of Conroe here, has been listed the seventh best place in America to live. Now, this was done by Niche.com, or Niche, I guess is how you Americans would pronounce it, N-I-C-H-E. So, I got, you know, I got to find out how many followers they actually have before I give this too much credence, but they say there are only six towns in america that are better to live in than the woodlands that combined with uh conroe being listed as the fastest growing city i think this area dick is uh, are we gonna is there gonna be a population explosion i mean are, are we ready for this are there gonna be some growing pains on this are we ready for this this national recognition for sure awesome a color commentary provided to you by dick schistler of mornings sure. of lone star for sure maybe Maybe. Okay, now we're starting to sound like a couple of Muppets out there. If you were a Muppet, who, which one would you be? Have you seen that, that thing on Facebook where you answer the questions and it tells you what Muppet you are? Uh, I'd, I'd be that one, the beaker. I was about to say, I, I, I'd probably, you'd be beaker to my honey, Dr. Honeydew. Yeah, that's what i do. <laughs> I can see it happening, too. We, could, we should actually dress up like that for Halloween. You'd be beaker. Just it'd mooch work. your hair. It'd work. It work. I'm not telling. Move I mean, your hair. I'll put on a lab coat. <laughs> we got it going. You know, we got a couple guests coming in this week. I'm very excited about it. Uh, Javier from the city of Conroe is going to come in and talk about the uh, Easter thing going on this weekend. Awesome with Mr. Bunny. Mr. Bunny. Mr. Bunny. Mr. Bunny. And then the uh, Crisis Assistance Center uh, is going to be coming in, and they're going to be talking about their upcoming uh, fundraiser they do. And it's the 2018 Legacy Luncheon. And it'd be happening on April 6th. So they're going to be in tomorrow. Cool. Along with Carly. Carly's back from her trip. She's going to update us about what she's been up to. So we got that. And then uh, I think yeah. we can get some people coming in from the Conroe Shakespeare Festival. Maybe yeah. they can sit down and talk to us about what to expect. Great shows going on. We're going to have Merry Wives of Windsor, Romeo and Juliet, stage fighting, uh, sonnet slams, you name it. Lots of fun. Uh, lots of vendors. And downtown businesses, hopefully you have your doors open with special sales going on. And just uh, bring a lot of uh, additional culture to an already cultured downtown Conroe. That's what I got. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's what I got. That's a good moment for a sponsored break. But uh, we still got one more segment left. We got more pep coming your way here on Mornings of the Lone Star. More pep. More pep. More pep. More pep. We'll be right back. Her back's against the wall. Relax with a cup of joe or your favorite drink for the Conroe Lake Conroe Chamber of Commerce Chamber Chat. The show airs on the first Tuesday of the month at 11 a.m. on Lone Star Community Radio. Join hosts Courtney Galley and Brian Bondi 
as they chat about the Chamber's events and programs for the month and invite Chamber members into the studio to talk about their upcoming events and businesses. Learn about your Chamber with Chamber Chat every first Tuesday at 11 a.m. It's cowboy hats, it's spurs and let it go. It's the ropes and the reins and the joy and the pain and they call the thing. Okay, so Skippy's got a question here listening to that music. Is it Spurs and Letting Go? Or is it Latigo? Is like Latigo some kind of rodeo term? Like, always bring the, like the best rosin, questions. Like the rosin ones, you put sorry. on your, your rope to, to get the steer. If you know, call us, 936-647-3776. Dick, we've been corrected. Apparently, we're not going to be Honeydew and Beaker. Apparently, if we were Muppets, we'd be Statler and Waldorf, according to our listeners. Are those the people on the balcony? Yeah. Okay. They're actually really funny. So I've they're very funny, but they're also the same age. And they and speak dude. English. Beaker <laughs> kind of. <laughs> I mean, the Beaker and Blue from Blue's Clues like the same person. I think. We found a closet full of puppets. Uh, <laughs> maybe we can reuse. We can do a whole song about recycling. <laughs> and we will tune in tomorrow. Dick and I will sing a song about recycling. Do we ever find out if John Cena is going to be the host? Of Blue's Clues? Uh, Blue's Clues, super fun. Uh, we need to do a follow-up follow on that. Sorry about the click there. Let me do a follow-up on good John good. Cena. You know, while you're doing that, you know, the March Madness is happening, and we have two teams from Texas that are currently Not U of A. Oh, too uh, soon. We have, we have Texas Tech, and then we also have Texas A&M. You know who Texas A&M beat? Like, badly? Uh Oklahoma State University. No, North, North Carolina. Is that a good thing? Yeah, North Carolina is usually top two, top— Oh, really? Yeah, Michael Jordan went there. I'm not ashamed to admit I know nothing about no. this, so— But, yeah, so they uh, had a big upset. a and way to go. The U of H, uh, University of North Carolina. You know what? You know, listeners, don't, don't sit here and just try to correct me the whole time. <laughs> you know, we, we're trying to do a show here. Yeah, we make this up as we go along. Just, just, get, just get used to it. But uh, but I figured you know some people like basketball. I know Jake from Sports Talk is going to talk about it on Wednesday. And, Sports and uh, it takes over it takes over places. Like I think that's why uh, the St. Patrick's Day wasn't that big of a deal because there were some big games that day. I you know I believe that and I it is huge. I remember with the previous president, his bracket was actually kind of news thing, which is fine. I know the other side was oh this is what our president ah, you know let the president have a bracket. Who cares? Uh, but yeah, you know. He, he, when even the president gets in on who my teams are. So that's what the whole thing is. So you have like this this template of like all the teams and you start filling in who you think is going to happen. See, this is why I wish if I could, you know, how like I, I want to be a journeyman, you know, do different things and experience different things. I would love to be an intern for a bookie during like March Madness <laughs> or any type of wow. tournament like that. And just to see how how chaotic everything is. I gotta imagine it's like the uh, the the New York Stock Exchange trading floor. Like if I could work with Robert De Niro's character from Casino, that'd be really great. I wear glasses like that all day. Would you wear the uh, the visor and the arm garters? Too? Yeah. Oh yeah. Y you uh, go full tilt. Uh, what does that visor actually do? Well, it was always like uh, tinted, so I think it probably got like the the light glare down or something. To so that's out. that's if you have a lamp, if you're working under a lamp. Yeah, you wear because that back hat. then you would have like either candles or 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 single. Barrel light bulbs, but why only people who are handling money wear that, like poker people and all that kind of stuff? Why is? Oh, I think a lot of it is the uh, uh, the, the 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 trope, the cliche uh, of it. Okay. You, you know, I gotta look like a an accountant from the forties. What do I do? What I would put totally on a visor that, and arm guards. Be, be an intern to a bookie.
You would do that? Oh, yeah. You wouldn't be tempted to, like, put a couple in your pocket and take no, a chance on taking them off the mob? you don't mess with the bookies. You don't mess with the bookies? Don't mess with the bookies. <laughs> but we important gotta be, safety we, tip. we gotta be wrapping up today's show we will be back tomorrow don't forget we have two special guests tomorrow we have the folks from the crisis assistance center coming in talking about the upcoming uh, 2018 legacy luncheon who will have speakers and all that good stuff and then we have carly of course she's going to be coming in updating us about what's going on in her life so it's all happening tomorrow for the full lineup today on Lone Star Community Radio, we got several shows, Nerd Thug Radio, Weekly Business Hour, we got Conroe Culture News, and we got Afternoons Lone Star, and of course, and tonight with uh, we got our Rev, the Reverend with Lone Star Country Night. So there's a lot of stuff going on around the community. We'll do our best to update you throughout the week. Don't forget, Shakespeare Festival this weekend is absolutely free here in downtown Conroe, and I'll be emceeing the Crawfish Festival on Saturday uh, in uh, sponsorship and fundraising for pulmonary hypertension. So it's happening all this week and weekend. So we got more and more and more and more and more stuff. More and more and more stuff. Well, it's good to see you today, Skippy. And you, Dick. And I learned a lot, you know, about Brexit. And I learned, you know, about how our world works. I got to bring your day crashing down, though. John Cena will not be. Apparently, it was a joke to to help people get involved with, you know, the the reboot of Booth. Is this one of those Australian things? Yeah, like the Australia movie. (laughs) The Dundee movie. So John Cena will not be... Posting the new Blues Clues, but uh, hope springs eternal. He could be a, I'm telling you, he'd be a good guest star. He would. Was Blues Clues, Clues like Sesame Street and stuff where they actually had celebrity guests? Mm-hmm. They did? Oh, yeah. Because okay. that's a good way to do it. I would do it. Let, let's so. try and get on Blues Clues. No, I'll just be Beaker. We'll see you guys later. Thanks for tuning in. Morning's Lone Star here on IRLoneStar.com. Don't forget we podcast every episode on iTunes and Google Play. And then uh, we're brought to you by Centurion Wealth Advisors. Conroe Coffee and Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. We'll see you tomorrow morning at 9 o'clock. It's the roads and the rain and the joy and the pain and they call the thing a roadie home. Thank you for checking out this production of Lone Star Community Radio. Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's community radio station. Don't forget to check out this show and many others across the Lone Star Community Radio Network. Either live on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, the Lone Star Internet Radio app, or IRLoneStar.com's live audio stream, and on replay on podcast, Channel 12's Our City TV in Conroe, or Channel 21 KVQT in Houston, and of course their YouTube channel. This production is copyrighted and all rights are reserved by Lone Star Community Radio. Have a question regarding this program or other Lone Star Community Radio shows? Want to sponsor or start your own show? Call the station message line at 936-647-3776 or email the station at lscrstudios at gmail.com.